0: We wouldn't have we wouldn't have won that battle on our own. No, no way. No man's that strong. But the Lord came and fought our battles for us. Who is worthy? Who is worthy? That's right. Well truly I appreciate the privilege to stand before you this morning. I tried to sort of get out of this. I I really want to commend our brothers on their presentation yesterday. It was so good. That was good. And uh, I had a I'd have been glad to give my time here, if if it's mine, to the continuation of that. But nevertheless, I, yeah. Um, yeah, this is your time. Yeah. <laughs> never in my life have I ever doubted that this church was my church. Yeah. Never, never, right. from my earliest remembrance, yeah. that's right. when I was a child, yeah. never was a doubt that this church was my church. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. I heard a young man say one time that he never felt a part of the church. Yeah, that must be a bad feeling. I don't know how to sympathize with that. I I don't know how. Because the love of God that was shown to me made me feel so welcome. Made me feel so so much a part. And it is that love that will cause us to continue. That's right. I really love my church. I do too. I would do anything for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. praise the Lord. Including shut up and never say nothing else. If that's what would benefit, if that's what would benefit. I'm willing to do that. And sometimes I think maybe that would be good. Bible. I think that's a devil talk. Bible says, "Be let." Be swift to hear and slow to speak. Right. <sighs> Nevertheless, we have a goodly heritage, yes, things that were given to us, uh, just given to us. We didn't work for it. Later no. Enough. When uh, I inherited. It. When my nephew was speaking yesterday about the twelve stones that they they gathered up out of the river and brought them over, just. Flashing in my mind when he said that, it seemed like these were the stories that they've brought about and gave to us. And they're strong. They're like rocks. We stand on that. Uh, it means something to us. Uh, this inheritance did not come through bloodlines. No, it didn't. Although there are some strong bloodlines in the church and we must needs be thankful for that. Yet it goes beyond that. It reaches to every crevice in every corner in every one, in every soul that desires to serve the Lord. this invitation is open to all.. Now I don't know where to start, y'all bear with me.. Scripture here in Ecclesiastes says, this was from Solomon. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. If it seemed great unto Solomon, it's great unto us. There was a little city and few men within it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. I I suppose it looked like a hopeless situation, a little small city besieged by a large country, a large king. Now there was found in it a poor wise man and he by his wisdom delivered the city yet no man remembered that same poor man no man remembered that poor man that delivered the city then said I wisdom is better than strength nevertheless the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard As we reflect on a a hundred years and all of the personalities that have come about and all of the stories that have been told and all the deeds of kindness and courage that have taken place, it seems to me that in what I think is like a fishbowl of life, some things rise to the top and some things settle to the bottom. there are some certain ones we have much memories of There, although we didn't know them, I have a poem I want to read in a moment about a person I didn't know, but who nevertheless made a great contribution to, to this work of holiness there are many who become important and their names live on and their acts of courage and deeds of kindness are strong stepping stones and they They hold so much for us and we repeat them over and over and our children hear them and we heard them when we were children and they sort of rise to the top. There are many, like this poor man here, that sort of slip through the cracks and fall to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd almost like to focus on that a little bit. Perhaps enough has been said about those names that we all recognize but how many? How many, many, many? Ordinary, insignificant, not necessarily popular people there have been in this short hundred year history that have made contributions to furthering this old ship of Zion alone. How many mothers have stole away and prayed for their lost children how many fathers have labored with their hands working day and night to provide food how many times have people young and old and middle-aged stole away in the quiet of their room and searched the scriptures and come out with things at the stand or sometimes one-on-one when no one knew they all settled to the bottom we don't repeat them today because we're not aware of them but there were many like this poor man's wisdom I think about our crowds and as uh, the scripture said in I think the 14th chapter of Corinthians 1st Corinthians talking about the various tongues the scripture says none of them is without significance they're all significant And I think about our crowds, they're all significant. And in these crowds, there are are those who are well-known. And there are also those who are not so well-known. And don't push out as much because maybe of personality characteristics, one reason or another. But they are there they feel the responsibility Amen. Feel they their make voice. their contributions right. they can be counted on they're always there i'd like to give a little tribute to that kind of person Thank the lord that's sort of the kind of people i came from um, in our political system we have elected leaders and they represent a body of people that they call their constituency. I'm not sure what that means, but I think that that means that these people, the people constitute, they constitute that representative. And if you take the people away, you've taken the position away. That's right. That's right. Uh, when I think about our people leaving the shores of Chincoteague and traveling throughout and we know many of their names and some of them are family names that are strong in our church today and some of them were individual personalities that we still remember although we didn't know them but how many there were how many there were that gave their support that prayed their prayers that did their job that made their sacrifice so that this whole thing could move on right. and they slip through the cracks and they fall to the bottom and we hardly ever remember them like this poor man's wisdom well it uh, it brings me to understand that uh, with God there is no respect of persons uh, Now that's uh, a whole lot easier to say than it is to understand. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, pardon me, I'm sorry, (laughs) to perceive the words of understanding, Why do I think this is important to read this morning? Because this was from the wisest man, according to the Bible, that ever lived. And this was the first words that he said in his book of Proverbs. I think that puts it in a class by itself. I think it has so much meaning that you could well spend the rest of your life searching for this, and you would do well to ever find the bottom To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. That was Solomon, the wise man. That was his quest. That was his desire. That was his search to know wisdom, to know justice, to know judgment, and to know equity. I believe that when we search for that, it'll take us places that you probably never thought you'd go. You may, you may travel with Peter into Cornelius' living room and you may cross lines that you never thought you'd cross. You may come to understand truths that you didn't recognize were truths. And you may stand up with boldness like Peter said I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth God and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. This kind of search, this kind of quest is absolutely fatal to your prejudices. It destroys them. And when you begin to link the fact that God is no respecter of persons to various other things, it really means a lot. When our people started out, they were evangelists. First and foremost, they were evangelists, more so than they were good business people more so than they were good craftsmen with their tools, more so than they were just jolly good old fellow always looking on the bright side. They were evangelists. I believe in evangelism. I I can't necessarily show you my faith by my works because I don't have very much to show. Nevertheless, it's still true that I still do believe in evangelism. I do too. Brother Robert Jernigan made a talk in Jacksonville nearly a year ago and uh, it's been with me right much. He said it does an old man good to think back on the times that he spent trying trying to reach someone those days with tents and tabernacles and store buildings and that's before my day, but that certainly was included. That's right Amen. Uh, but all of those things, there is a song that says, uh, "If when you give the best of your service yeah. telling, the telling the world that the Savior has come, yeah. be not dismayed when men won't believe you. Right. They didn't believe him either. Yes. Right. He'll, he'll understand and say, "Well done." when I think about uh, as Brother Floyd says from this pinnacle from this top of this mountain we look both directions we look backwards past 100 years and we look forward for future generations for our own selves we do we must Um, must. it's uh, I admit it's a little bit scary Um, one thing that I think when I think about the many people who were just simply contributors, just simply supporters, not great leaders, not even maybe song leaders. I know you know what I'm talking about. I know that you have these people in every crowd. I know that. I know know they're there. They may come meeting after meeting after meeting and never say a word but they're there and I think that in a large part their work has been just as significant as the names of those whom we remember if you would have asked me 20 years ago what I thought we should be doing I would have told you we should be going out in the countryside and putting up tents and tabernacles and I still have remnants of that Brother Ray told me the other day that the reason we didn't do it was because we had to have so many permits and handicapped ramps and bathroom facilities and various things that uh, this sophisticated world we live in has imposed upon us, and that's certainly a valid point. However, I think the real reason is because of lack of response. We just that if if you don't agree with these things, I don't object. I, this is just the way I feel, and it's it's an honest it's it's an honest feel. Um, nevertheless, I don't believe God has left us without remedy. No, there's a work to be done. I do not believe that it's all over because people don't come to tents and town. I do not believe that. I still believe in evangelism, and if it's only the individual things that these insignificant people do that constitute evangelism, then do it by all means do it yeah, and, and that becomes a work for you it becomes your evangelism it may not be on the style that we've been accustomed to or we have been schooled in it may not have been just like it was when they stepped off the float houses and, and on the shores of North Carolina and began to preach and to sing and to shout and they were stoned and they were shot at and they were thrown with mm-hmm. rotten eggs it may not be that kind of thing but there's still a work to be done yes, There's still a work for you to do when you leave this place. When you go back to your homes, there's still a work to be be done. Solomon says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it. Do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor something else in the grave, whether thou goest. If we're going to do something for God, don't wait on somebody to lead us to some great significant thing. Look around you and do what your hand finds to do. When you leave this place, if you find some work to do, and I would say to to our young people here, by all means... Find a work in your life. I can't describe exactly what you ought to do. I can't lay it out in terms you ought to do this or you ought to do that. But I can tell you, you need to find a work. An objective. A spiritual motive. Something that is a goal. Something that motivates you. Something that causes you to search the scriptures to do something. When Ruthie and I got married in 1958, we had these feelings... We wanted to do something. It's, uh, it almost seems paltry, the things that we've done. But that desire was always there. Has always been there. It's still there. Not knowing exactly what to do at this point. Sometimes I, you ever been, you ever seen one of these joggers running along and they come to an intersection and they couldn't cross, but they just stood there and. Job. Didn't want to break their stride. stride, but they just kept running. Just stood there in one spot. I feel that yes. way sometimes. Yes. But I'm going to keep running. Yes. Right. I'm going to keep moving. Yes. Sometimes I may be able to cross that intersection and move on. And, and move on. Yes. Well, uh, I don't want to take much time. when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi I, y'all, know, y'all all know this scripture he asked his disciples saying whom do men say that I the son of man am yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they said some say that thou art John the Baptist some Elias and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets there was a lot of controversy in that day about who he really was I think that there was recognition among many that he was someone special Bear in mind, this man represents the truth that Solomon was searching for, the justice, the judgment, the equity. This man in the person of Jesus Christ represented all of that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said unto them, But but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said I have in my mind that he kind of stepped forward I don't know that Somehow in my mind I, I, I see him taking a step forward I see him kind of rising above All the doubt and all the controversy And Simon Peter answered and said Thou art the Christ The Son of the living God And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. We've been talking about a church all weekend, haven't we? Do do we believe it's built on the rock? There are no doubters to that. In this building, I don't believe. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No doubt there were many churches that started out in the basic area that ours did. Many of them with very sincere convictions and and. There was a great religious movement in America at that time. It spread all across the country. One of the significant things of America is the, is the proliferation of religion of all descriptions. I, I don't want to get off the subject here, but I read recently that in the, in the Soviet Union, with all this aid that's going over there now, because of the fact that they've been so atheistic and have put down any forms of religion... They now have no Red Cross, no Salvation Army, no church organizations of any description, no networks, no nothing to get these goods to the people. That's sad. That's sad. Nothing but a government. So I say that we're better off having people that disagree with us. To have that freedom to disagree and move on they may do some good in the world that's off the subject but he said unto peter thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it right some people very strongly believe that the church is built on peter I know that you all agree that that's not true, but I'm telling you there are millions upon millions of people that believe that the church is built upon Peter. What really is the church built on? If it's not Peter, as this scripture could be interpreted, I suppose, by some that may interpret it that way, what really, in fact, is it built on? Is it built on a name? Is it built on a style? When Peter stepped forward with that proclamation, raising his voice above all others, and he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, that was an act of faith, an act of courage, an act of commitment and an act that was ordained by God. And I'll prove it with this next verse. And I will see the keys of the... And Jesus answered, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee he didn't get it from Paul he didn't get it from John he didn't get it from any of the other disciples he got it from God in heaven above he reached out and inspired that man to believe that Jesus was the Christ and that's the rock that the church is built on that is the rock it is your faith it is your courage it is your understanding that the truth is the truth it matters not where it cuts uh, it matters not what it destroys uh, the truth is the truth uh, Jesus Christ is the truth um, the faith in Christ is the rock, it is the rock from which we are built on and in a hundred years the gates of hell has not prevailed many churches have done many things to get away from what we have today they've decided to pay their ministers and that immediately destroyed that immediately destroyed the, the ability for those men to speak the truth from their heart. Amen. Yeah. That's right. 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 We stand rather unique in that category. Yeah. We stand rather, thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank yeah. the Lord. We stand rather unique in that category. Yeah. And you might ask, how in the world do you fund your church? I don't know, but I know we've never lacked for anything. It's always been there. I've seen times I didn't know where it was coming from, but somehow with the system we've got, it's always been there. It's a part of the rock that we're built on and I will give thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven that is a tremendous amount of power God gave it to those people on Shinkatig. he has given it to various others all through the course of time this trail that led from Calvary has been a bloody trail it has not been a mystical stepping through the roses. It's caused many, many sacrifices to be made. And they've been made by many, many people. And not a one of them, not a glass, not a cup of cold water has gone unrecognized in the eyes of the Lord. So I say today, tell me. Tell me the story of Jesus. Right. Right. Write on my heart every word. I desire to hear it. Tell me of the cross where they nailed him. Writhing in anguish and pain. Tell me of the grave where they laid him. Tell me how he liveth again. Tell me the 53rd chapter of Isaiah of a man that was acquainted with grief a man of sorrows tell me I want to hear it I want to know tell me about your foreparents the sacrifices they made I want to hear it they were great acts of courage I want to know about it because I don't believe I don't believe this thing was won mystically no. I think there were some very serious sacrifices that had to be made. Michelangelo, the famous Italian painter who painted I understand I've never seen it, but I've seen pictures and read articles. The the ceiling of the, the Sistine Chapel in fresco, wet plaster with color. Uh, such a monumental work that when you read about it, you wonder how in the world one man could do that. But long, weary days when his bones were tired and he wanted to quit in his 80s, the the Pope kept the commission. Do it. And because of that respect, but I'm going to that, but one of the one of the scenes that has always kind of attracted my attention and I'm sure you've seen it is is the figure of God and I know that no man has seen God and I know that that's not an accurate representation but it's what was in his mind but it was the hand of God reaching down and the hand of man reaching up perhaps Adam I don't know and they're either making contact or or very close and um, but but I do think that that concept the idea that God reached down is very vital. Mm-hmm. It was it was a chasm, it was a distance, it was a dimension that, a gulf that we could never pass. We could never reach that high. We could never get that high. But the Lord reached down. Yeah. And I don't think it was at one time, although the primary time was when the Son of God was made flesh and dwelt among us, but but there have been many times, and that's the thing that's been on my mind, all of these individuals, all of them, no one left out, not a soul left out. God has somehow reached down through the clouds and through the doubts and through everything else and touched man. And that touching of the Spirit of God has has caused the life that was in them to flourish caused the water, the cup to overflow, it has reached out, it has poured out, it has touched us, how many times we have, I thought last night at this altar service, it was so beautiful Uh, it's just like it was when I was a teenager it's just like it was when I was a teenager when the people of God gather themselves around to help a soul that's struggling there is a bonding there is a a union yes, i don 't believe anything else can take place. We have a beautiful group of young people who who face future days and we want to help you 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 escape many things you have many advantages and many things that prior generations did not have life in some extent is much easier for you with all the automatic washers and dryers and all kinds of things. But there's a flip side to that. In many ways, life is hard on these young people. Uh, Dealing with so many, many, many things. Having to confront so many, many ideas. Uh, Many of them are seeking... Uh, Higher education and the amount of time that they spend in books is uh, much harder than it was when I come along. I didn't spend any time in books. Uh, So while, while you have advantages on one side, you have disadvantages on the other side. And it works for previous generations. While they had advantages on one side, those people in earlier days were very dependent upon each other in those early days when they traveled to a new town and they knew no one else except our folks. That's all they knew. The bond was close, it was tight. Uh, times have changed. that's true. I don't say that as an excuse to promote anything. I don't, I don't need that excuse. But I say that as a matter of fact and recognition. It's different, but I want to tell you that there are things that you need to do. You need to find you a work of God to do. That's right. That's right. Would you listen to me, wherever you listen. are, wherever you are, whatever your talent, whatever your small thing may be, use it, use it, like the many, right. many insignificant ones right. I have to talk about. Do you remember years ago, Brother Lewis Mills preached up here at this pulpit about Tychicus, some of you remember that. Remember how he did. He do like this when he got through. I remember his actions. He told us about Tychicus. There's not a whole lot written in the scriptures about Tychicus. And I don't know this day really what he did. But the apostle Paul said he was a, 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 a beloved brother and a faithful minister. That's what he said. He was a beloved brother and a faithful minister. Do you remember the little maid that was taken captive in the land of Syria? We don't know what her name is. We don't know what her name is. Sort of settled to the bottom. But she performed a work in that day. My mother's sitting there. You, Most of you have never heard very much out of her. You've never heard very much out of her. But when I was 14 years old and a and a very good friend of mine, Bobby Collier, she was the little maid that influenced us to go to church instead of going to a movie. Amen. She was the one. Um, when you reflect on uh, the number of years that have passed, that was the first Collier. I know there were other Colliers of a different group but of that group that was the first Collier that there was in this church Amen. and now there's many right. and look like many more coming um, <laughs> 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 what I'm trying to say is I suspect that the magnitude the major part of the evangelism of our church was not performed by the names that we remember but by the many, many people, the little maids, the insignificant ones that said a word that reached out and said would you come to church with me tonight yeah. and did their little work of evangelism and it grew like the, tr- like, uh, the scripture says when uh, the grain of seed that was a mustard seed yeah. was planted and though yeah. it was so small yeah. yet it grew and it grew and by and by the tr- the, it became a tree Amen. and the fowls of the air came and nested in the branches thereof all because of one little act of evangelism Amen. and that's what I want to say to you young people today Find you a work to do. Don't wait on Brother Floyd or Brother Harry or someone else finds you something to Amen. do Amen. and if you don't know what to do ask God Amen. to show you what That's to do right. and I believe Amen. that God in heaven will bring something to your mind Amen. and then it's your responsibility right. to perform yes. Yes. and if we will do that we don't have to have great acts of anything we can all go back and be the workers that God would have us to right. be right. in our perspective places in every place right. and I want to tell you something else when you, bring, when you assist in bringing someone into the Lord, yes. there is a joy in that that you don't want to spend your life without having known. Let me tell you that. And just like when children are born, it's been kind of a rather joyous time in our household the last few days. Uh, the song says, how sweet to hold a newborn baby yeah, we found it and feel the pride and joy it gives, but greater still, the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days because he lives. We may have some uncertain days right now, but we can face them and we can go through if we will get on our face before God and search the word of God and prayerfully ask God what we should do. I do not believe that God's gonna give us a blank. I don't believe that. I believe there'll be something that we can do and I would ask all of you to help me pray to that end that all of our people together would work the works of God as the scripture says until we all come in the unity of the faith of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Y'all pray for me.